Fall, 1149. A woodcutter came upon the broadest tree in the territories and made a grand declaration that they would fell it themselves. They spent years honing their axe, diagramming an approach, and practicing on lesser targets. Age came for them, and they retired without making that first chop. Do you think they cursed themselves for waiting so long, or thank the tree for keeping them sharp? Hello everybody and welcome to Six Feet Under. We are continuing the adventures of our search patrol as they try to find the cold, cold trail of the missing Rosard, guard captain and judge of the Mouse Guard. How many times did I say guard right there? Well, guard yourself because it's coming again. Oh, God. Oh, no. Instead, the mouse they found was one uh, uh, Velvet herself sporting a, a new look and a new demeanor. However... The two mice that ran into her had never met her before, so whoops. Uh, <laughs> and as she guards, there it is again. The the uh, lost ruins that were once the settlement Woodstuff's Grove. So yeah, uh, you found a nice uh, uh, dual wielding crossroads lady, uh, crossbows rather. Uh, dual wielding crossbows at the crossroads. If there were any roads here that hadn't been reclaimed by the swamp, that is. Nature is healing. <laughs> well, hello. Oh, hi there. Uh, what what brings you around these parts? We are looking for a man named Rosard who was supposed to have passed through here three or four days ago. Uh, let me see if I can jog my memory. I uh, got any description of the fella? He is a large gray-furred mouse. Scar over one eye, wields a hammer that's so heavy he'd sink into the swamp. Well, that might be what happened to him. Oh, uh, I can only hope so. <laughs> Damn, got him. Uh, she she uh, uh, sort of wipes her brow and then uh, hooks each crossbow on the steel hooks over each hip, both both sewn into this uh, padded leather jacket that that she's wearing. And, and they jangle at her side as she comes down from her perch. Come on in. Uh, uh, let me at least pour you a drink. Uh, I haven't seen a soul around here in quite some time, which I suppose answers your question. Yes, that it does. We were just checking the traps to see if he'd accidentally stumbled into them or something, but they appear clear. C- occasionally a frog gets stuck, but uh, you gotta you gotta learn to watch your step around here. Mm-hmm. Tender, could you go get Zeke? Meanwhile, Zeke is yeah, just alone. Like, oh, I feel like <laughs> I can hear someone trying to imitate my accent uh, somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Do I hear any of this? Am I just... There's so much bug noise and, and Ooh, other like swamp noise. wildlife. <laughs> I feel like it's not that easy to, to just like pick up what's going on. Yeah, I just um, want to know how long Zeke goes without a, a check-in. Just completely oblivious. Well, as um, I was saying, Tander, you should go fetch Zeke. Okay, I will do that. Uh, thank you for watching over Granny for me, and uh, it's a really cool jacket. Uh, she kind of looks sad to hear someone say that, but but uh, a- after a moment, thanks you for for the compliment and uh, helps. Uh, uh, takes the, the same arm that uh, Granny was giving Tander to, to help walk. Unfortunately, as old as I am, I did stumble into one of your little traps, so I hope that poison isn't anything too lethal. 
Oh, well, uh, I wouldn't take ownership of them exactly. Uh, <laughs> let, let me get you inside there. Did I say I put the... I, I mean, found these traps. <laughs> so, so Zeke, Tander eventually does find you. Oh, yeah, uh, when you find Zeke, he's, like, panicking. He's like, hello, hello! Yeah. <laughs> uh, officer, <laughs> Officer Waxward, hello, anyone? Tander, are you there? Zeke's like his... Am I all alone? Am I the only one left? God, they've already got them. Where are they? Zeke <laughs> <laughs> so like whirls around and then is like, ah, it's Tander. Tander's just standing there like he's been there the whole time. Ah, yes. Like, is everything okay? Uh, yeah, we found a we found a, uh, a survivor. I I guess uh, uh, taking care of Granny right now. Figured we'd uh, reconvene. Oh, uh, well, let's go there right away. Hey. Hey, Zeke, who are you talking to, by the way? And then you get here. Uh, Zeke, you are uh, uh, welcomed in. You're following Tander's lead back to, to where you were. And Tander was, of course, given directions. Uh, but you don't need to follow him after a moment because uh, uh, it's becoming familiar. You uh, are hit with a dawning realization that, that you are being led to. And, and you start leading Tander instead to the former home of Gloves and Velvet. Wow. What? Yes, I, I know this place. I've been here before. Oh. As you knock, the door is opened, and it's just as you expected. Velvet is there to see you, and uh, her, her eyes go wide, her ears pick up, and uh, you, you are delivered a great big hug. <laughs> I feel like Zeke would see her and then like squint at first, like to be like, is that, is that someone I know? And then she would hug him and he'd be like, oh, okay. <laughs> I guess he would surprised exclaim like, Velvet. Yeah, I was just introducing myself, and I suppose you saved me a bit of time. Yes, yes. Uh, so, uh, this is Captain Waxward, I heard, and I know you, obviously. Uh, and so, who are you? Uh, she asks Tander. I'm Tander. I am a... Uh, I'm new. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I won't hold that against you. So, you, you are ushered in and, and welcome to sit... Um, there is, th this seems to be the only place that has had any maintenance done on it, uh, to, to keep it livable over in, in the time in between, but frankly, not much, uh, even so, uh, there, there is a, a chimney that is not blocked, uh, very few of these buildings could say the same, uh, and, and the, uh, vines have not, you know, busted all of the windows, uh, at least not yet. I, I guess one question I have for uh, the players is whether uh, uh, Granny or Tander are uh, curious or surprised to hear that uh, this mystery woman has a past a past encounter with Zeke. Yeah, man. How do you how do you two know each other? Well, as I mentioned, when <laughs> before guards guards mice were were banned from from Woodstuff's Grove, we were we were deployed here, and. Uh, Velvet and uh, her spouse were uh, he like starts to kind of explain it and then like kind of like trails off because he doesn't want to like he doesn't want to like force her to talk about what happened uh, her as you look up her, her uh, whiskers have fallen and uh, she she extends a paw to, to 
she's next to you. She can pat you on the knee, I think. <laughs> it's it's fine. It's, go ahead. Uh, they were helping the people here uh, and providing them with, with information. Um, I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, so much has happened since then. It must be very difficult for you here. Why are you still here? And where is everyone else? <sighs> oh, I suppose... News probably ain't got out, huh? No. The settlement's been cut off. It's part of why Rizard was surveying the place. That would make sense now, wouldn't it? So she she sighs and she sits down and starts to to tell the story of what happened, you know, uh, uh, since uh, Woodstuff's Grove cut ties with the guard and uh, with a great number of uh, uh, other settlements across the territories about how uh, in order to, to find uh, a market and keep the, the place afloat, he, uh, the former mayor uh, instead got much closer ties with uh, uh, Dark Heather, close enough that uh, he jumped at the chance to move everyone into the tunnels of the weasels. And then one day, when luckily Velvet herself was continuing in her career as a, a silk trader, you know, going from tunnel to tunnel to, to sell bolts rather than from settlement to settlement. One day, uh, there, an order came down that uh, instead of guests, all the mice of Woodstuff's Grove were livestock. Uh, as far as she knows, she's the only one to have made it out. Well. And uh, so I dusted myself off, I picked up, and I came uh, someplace I could get away from all this, someplace that still had some measure of happy memories, and since then I've been planning to take care of myself. And to punctuate that, she lifts one of her crossbows, spins it around her finger Old West style, <laughs> and without looking, uh, fires a bolt directly through the peephole in the door, hitting uh, a house across the street. Well, I'm glad you're okay. I aim to keep it that way. I'm terribly sorry to hear about everything else. Do you still wish to stay in Woodstuff's Grove? Now that we're, we're here, we could provide you an escort. Actually, I've got something I can provide with, uh, I can provide to all y'all. She, she uh, goes into her room, uh, rearranges some furniture. Uh, it looks like this room has not been touched actually, until she lifts up a, a floorboard and yes, Zeke, the old uh, 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 secret library is mostly intact. There, there are some uh, law books from Barkstone uh, preserved within, but there uh, is just a, a fistful of loose sheets. An attache to, to uh, one of the tunnel lords uh, happened to be a mouse, I was shocked, as I'm sure you can guess, handed this to me in my travels and said if there's any way I could get it to, well, to you folks, that I, I, it would be uh, the best thing for it. So now I've, I've done my duty. I can't make heads or tails of this. And you see, uh, Zeke would recognize it uh, pretty well. It is the same sort of uh, code that uh, uh, that you were told to negotiate with Gale to get the key to, and instead you just arrested Gale, and we all know how that went. <laughs> oh, wow. 
Well, thank you. For, thank you so much for this. We'll make sure that it gets back to Lockhaven. Yes, that is that is quite the find. Thank you. Zeke is just really awkward. Like, I feel like he just is, like, looking at the space and, like, Zeke is reminded of his own time uh, spent in um, in Brown Hollow after everyone was killed. Um, he was alive for a certain amount of time before he was he was found, you know, or before he could escape or be extricated. Um, and he is reminded a lot of that time right now of that, like, everyone else is dead. What am I supposed to do? Kind of kind of attitude. And he's like looking around the the house and seeing. He also notices, you know, like a room not being touched, right? Is uh, mm-hmm. Marx's room? Just, no, it's uh, right? it's her room. Yeah, that that has not been touched. Uh, she's been sleeping somewhere other than uh, the the room she's shared with gloves. So again, the offer is on the table. If you'd like to come with us, we're going to spend a little while surveying the town to see if Rosard is anywhere or left any sign of being here ever. Because otherwise, I don't know where to look for him. I mean, I, I suppose that makes sense. Uh, I nearly missed uh, y'all, and there's three of you, it turns out. I only found the two, so uh, anything's possible. Would it be safe to uh, make some kind of some kind of beacon or some kind of alert that if he were somewhere that he, uh, he could see that there was a friendly presence nearby? I'm sure there's some mouse guard symbol that they use in situations like this. We, we could just go with actual, like, rescue signals, right? Three fires, three of anything, generally. Yeah. But then again, you're not the ones that are in need of rescue, so that sig- might be a bit confusing. I, I don't want to say this, but I feel I have to. The fact we haven't heard from him means I believe we might be looking for a corpse. So... Yeah, they don't really respond to, to messages too well. No. I'm hoping I'm wrong, but that man has such a stick up his ass that I can't imagine he fought protocol this long. It's possible maybe he got injured and got taken in or something like that. It's not, impo- it's not impossible for him to be alive. Oh no, of course not. But... It just feels unlikely. It seems like he's probably not here. Can't say for sure until we do a search. Well, f- well, first and foremost, uh, do we have a treatment for Granny? Before we, we get to that, time has passed. It's beginning to get dark. Uh, days are shorter now than they were last season, after all. Velvet cautions you that we'll see what we can do. My guess is it's probably something based on, uh, on the spider venom, after all, you know. Use what you got. Uh, but I recommend we all stay inside if we can uh nighttime is when they come oh excuse they? me uh, i think it's time for the player's turn <laughs> excuse me <laughs> you can't just say that velvet uh as the sun sets and you're starting to prepare your plans you start to hear some uh shrieking and, and just buffeting winds. Ever since the, those uh, uh, insect feed farms ha- have uh, gone wild and become, you know, overrun colonies, uh, this is a really popular place for, for uh, bats to hang out when you know. Oh, Christ. Okay. 
<laughs> Velvet doesn't like to go out when the bats are around. <laughs> Is this place still overgrown with spiders, too, that eat on all these overflowing beetles and whatever? Yeah, what happened to the spiders? Oh, the, the spiders, they're around, but uh, once nobody was closing the doors on uh, uh, the, the spider tower, they, they uh, like to spread out a bit, uh, uh, find their own territory. They're all over, but uh, not as dense, you might say. <laughs> the answer to this question being like, oh, there's spiders everywhere, you just can't see them right now? <laughs> Deeply upsetting. It's like the yeah. worst possible answer. Like, I know spiders... Thing. Like, spiders, m- mice don't view spiders the same way that I, a human being, uh, view spiders. And, and But if I was told, oh, there's spiders everywhere, and I couldn't see any spiders, God. I mean, just imagine it like cows. There's cows everywhere. Yeah. That's, you just yeah. can't that's see a, them. Yeah. And well, that's weird. That's not but better it, either. No. <laughs> now, now that the spiders aren't being fed, they have to spread out to find their own food. Yeah, they're feral means, spiders now. Yeah. God, I hate this. Oh, but talking about the spiders, Zeke, Zeke remembers to be like, oh, Lily spider, stencil. Stencil's in good health. Oh, that's nice to hear. Oh, yeah. They're very close. She she really, she took good care of, of stencil. Not not exactly sure where stencil is right now, but uh, sure, they're fine. Oh, she's back. <laughs> oh, that's good. For some reason, Izzold had her. Oh, that's... <laughs> I don't think I can have this many of this type of conversation right now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't understand it either. Things with Isolde have been unusual. (sighs) You you say about the cardmouse turncoat that has disappeared into the wilderness. Yeah. Things are complicated. We've not seen hide nor hair of her for weeks. Zeke doesn't know this, but like he no, doesn't want to have this conversation not in front of Velvet. It. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think Tander knows either. What's going like about the whole like his old thing either. And now is not the time for that conversation. <laughs> uh, so uh, where do we need to go? I mean, it sounds like we might need to go to bed. Uh, uh, if you're looking for uh, some sort of antidote. It'd make sense to me if that's uh, in the old guardhouse, you know. The mayor's mice were in charge of setting the traps. After all, they'd probably keep any sort of treatment that they made in kind. Right. All right, and how long do we have before the bats show up? Oh, not long. You're starting to hear uh, uh, that the telltale shrieking. Uh, some some of the early risers are appearing. It sounds like they're here already. Granny, you you are uh, feeling quite nauseated, uh, and in fact, your your vision is uh, not what it was yesterday. God, this sucks so bad. All right, Tander, it looks like we're gonna have to make a make a break for it. I'm just gonna lie down over here. You each have one check. One check. So we're just gonna make a break for the guardhouse to find. Uh... Listen, Tanner, I, I, the last time I was in Woodstuff's Grove, I had to do a sneaking mission, and, and it seems that we have yet again another sneaking mission in Woodstuff's Grove. But this time, it's against bats. Yes. Well, how good are you at sneaking? Depends what stat sneaking is. I feel like Pathfinder or Scout. 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 Okay, I, then I'm then I'm good at sneaking. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, I think we can do this. So I'm going to use... Scout or Hunter. Hunter is another good sneak stat. I'm going to suggest, Zeke, since you've been here before, uh, maybe you should go first since you know where the guardhouse is. Yeah, I'll I'll lead you there and then... And then Tander, you'll have to get us back, I guess. Let's see what the roll is. Okay, I'm going to roll Scout, which is four. Uh, I have one mouse helping me, which is five. What's my threshold? Obstacle four. Obstacle four, okay. That's it's not bad. Got all my bad rolls out of the way. <laughs> That's not how it works, and you uh-huh. know it. Um, I Look, I know what statistics are, and uh, got all my bad rolls out of the way. <laughs> so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tap alert, uh, another trait for another die. Is there anything else that I would want to... I could make an argument that I could potentially use to say, well, what about Owlwise for avoiding being detected by something that flies? But I owls operate think, no. by vision and bats operate by sonar. It's like a totally different thing. <laughs> yeah. Bats are like owls, right? <laughs> They're both nocturnal flying predators, but they hunt by very different means. Yeah, very different. So. Also, the bats probably aren't going to try to eat you specifically. Well, they're going to try to carry us away and take us to the weasels, which is, uh, you know... Which is real... just as bad. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, either way, we're going to get eaten. <laughs> Fucked up, but true. All right, here we go. Rolling six more tool dice. One, two, three, but two of them are sixes. Nice. So let's, let's do that. Nice. Yes, thank you. It was my skill at rolling dice. Um, so we've got three successes, and I'm going to roll two more <laughs> dice. No, nope, nope, it was three. No. That's it. That's it. Ah, so close. Zeke, no. That's it, folks. It's nice knowing you. Zeke, knowing uh, sort of the, the layout, uh, is leading Tander from, from street to street uh, back toward, you know, the, the central complex. It's no surprise that the, uh, the uh, guardhouse of the, the, the Baron's Mice is a, uh, adjacent and, and even attached to uh, the, the mayor's mansion. So you know exactly where you're going. Uh, however, a- as you uh, turn left, you turn right, uh, you're, you're ducking under awnings that have just been worn away with holes in them. But, you know, it's the thought that counts. Uh, you, you see your, your path wide open uh, and, and you take your shot when uh, it is immediately uh, uh, pounced on by three mice, but uh, all uh, competing for the same grasshopper that, that happened to be crossing the road. So what? You were so busy watching the skies, you gotta be watching the food. And by mice, I do mean bats, excuse me. <laughs> I was gonna say, like, do three, three dudes just stay <laughs> I did mean the word bats. I think I also might have said the word baron when I meant mayor earlier, too. Oh no, Uh, he's here! (laughs) A little twisty. Uh, so, so Tander, you have a check. Granny also has a check in a different uh, place in this town. Uh, however, you, you are currently uh, uh, tangled up in a mess of limbs and, and leathery wings. So, so like, so like, there just happened to be a cricket next to us, and the vast descended on all of us. Yes. 
So the bats are aware of us? I would say. Or are they fighting over the cricket still? They are fighting over that that grasshopper, but uh, they've blocked your path because they have much bigger bodies than you. Uh, Never mind the wingspan that, you know, it's, it's like a big old barricade. So this, you know, path of entry did not work out for you. Uh, but you can try to uh, get through another way. You can try to do something else. Uh, in fact, a- as you look around, I- actually, you-, you hear a voice uh, that you can't quite make out clearly with, with all of you know the-, the chirping of the bats, the rustle of this uh, uh, bat fracas you- you've fallen into. But as you turn toward it, you can see a, a shorter, huskier framed mouse. Uh, the telltale silhouette that you, Tanger, will never forget of Tito Taylor. What? 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 <laughs> what? How is he here? That's a good question. This is literally the opposite end of the territories. Are you going to uh, try to find out or are you going to try to get Granny some medicine? <laughs> Hold on, this is definitely in an and or one. You have one player's check. Granny is definitely sick. Like, there's no ticking clock on that. But right, I'll still be sick tomorrow. It'll be yeah. fine. I won't but, die. <laughs> but, but away from the fiction into the mechanics, you do have one player's turn check. Well, let's look at the path that Tito is on. Is, he, is that safer than the bats? It looks like he's talking to the bats. Talking to the bats. So Tanner sees this and is like, Tito Taylor, and then Zeke's like, who's Tito Taylor? <laughs> does does fucking does alien Zeke man. See, does Zeke see Tito Taylor? <laughs> is Tanner hallucinating? I love the idea. Yeah, I love the idea that I don't. If if Zeke looks in that direction, yeah. Zeke would see Tito okay, Taylor. Good. But I don't. Okay. What is another but- mouse doing here? I thought this place was abandoned. Somebody sold me a bill of goods. Where's Rosar during all of this? Is this dude speaking bat? Actually, this is something something the two of you would be able to collaborate on. Because Tander sees this mouse he recognizes doing stuff he doesn't recognize. Whereas Zeke sees some stranger uh, moving in the way, because as we've established... The, the bat communication is very physical, very movement-based. Like, that's how Lily looks when she's talking to Flip. Wait a minute. Yeah. So, 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 Tander goes, that's Tito Taylor. And then uh, Zeke goes, Tito Taylor speaks bat? And t- Tander's like, that's speaking bat? <laughs> All the missions you two have done together and you're finally bonding. It, it warms my heart. Oh my god. We're the, the Balkan skull of the mouse guard. Yeah. But, I mean, here's the thing. I know the Tander has a reputation for driving things off the wall in his missions, but Granny is sick. We've got to do the right thing. You've got to chase down Tito Taylor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Granny would want us to figure out what the deal is with Tito Taylor. No. It's like I can hear her now telling us. Okay. I am racked with indecision because I I know that you're trying to throw something at me, but also I want to save Granny. That is, uh, the bats bats are paying attention to Tito. We can use that as a distraction. 
That's true. So, why don't we very quickly use a scout check, skirt around the bats and Tito, get into the guardhouse, grab the medicine, and then we'll see if he's still out there when we get the medicine. Okay, that is fair. Obstacle three. Okay. Because you're most of the way there. All right, so that... Part, of, part of the difficulty of this is, like, like you've gotten there. You didn't get in the door, but you've gotten there. Now it's time to, like, find the thing, you know? So, I have gotten Scout with Zeke's help. That brings us to four. Should I tap my toughness traits to get an extra die? Yes. As long as you narrate this as, like, linebacker checking these bats out of your way to and, and like, <laughs> busting down the door. Uh, maybe the toughness is a tender overcoming his uh, natural urge to get involved in, to investigate yeah. his silly stuff. Be like, no, we gotta, we gotta do the correct focus. thing. Focus, Tander, focus. And maybe uh, I could say that, like, okay, we're gonna cut through this house... And then to get to the garden, to get to the guardhouse or something. Yeah, like yeah. Muscle right. way through a window to cut through a house to get into the guardhouse. I've got two successes, one of which was a six. So I will spend a fake point. Go for it. That was three successes. All, All right. right, that's exactly what you needed. So uh, you, you you take sort of a J turn around. Uh, you, you back away from this conflagration of hungry bats. Of weirdness. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, uh, you cut through a building, jump through a window, and uh, with Zeke's help, the, the two of you uh, find... Uh, y- you know the good thing about, like, poison uh, uh, antidotes? They make the labels on those jars really fucking big for a good reason. <laughs> They're very clear. All, all it takes is a matter of, like, blowing dust away, and you, you find... <laughs> an intact jar uh, you, you feel good the, the wax seal it has not been punctured and you do this quickly enough that as you come around the corner Tito Taylor is still present and now he recognizes you and his shoulders just sink like ah oh, this kid this kid anybody but this kid uh hey there Tito what's what's up are the bats still here they're hungry okay they get hungry sometimes don't you ever get hungry, kid? I bet yeah. you do. You're a growing boy. Yeah, they say, since when were you able to talk to bats? What's, what's this all about? Maybe I have hobbies. Maybe You know, sometimes you get to a certain age, it's, it's important to learn a new skill. You ever learn a new skill? Uh, all the time, actually. Zeke is holding the antidote and a knife. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, sir. Let me introduce myself. My name is Tito Taylor. What business brings you to Woodstuff's Grove, Tito Taylor? It's a free territories. I mean, technically, this is an abandoned town that nobody would stop you, but it is awful weird, you gotta admit. Tander, you know my business, right? What is his business, Tander? I don't know, the tensile rocks or something? That sounds fake, Tander. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yes, it does when you put it like that. Sir, let me introduce myself. Here's my card. Uh, it says Tito Taylor Import-Export uh, and fine uh, uh, and fine rare goods. Uh. Mm, Zeke's only experience with Import-Export this whole game has caused him to be very suspicious. 
Usually every time we run into to business people, things get bad. It's No, no, there's nothing bad, only secret. You know how you get uh, uh, the rarest of goods? You make sure nobody else knows where your source is, alright? I'm only gonna tell you this, because I'm in a corner, I can see you're in a rush, you got... That thing is like skull and crossbones twice, which I don't I don't even like that once. I don't know what kind of label you got there. Uh, in any case, the, the rarest goods come from having an exclusive source, and my sources are from outside the territories. How does one get outside the territories to safety, you might ask? It is wild country. Ah ha ha. These are where my friends come in. And your friends being the bats. Y- yes, I thought that was very clear, my young man. The bats that also work for the Masons. They do no such thing. These bats, right now, they're working for crickets. Uh, (laughs) Tanner, I I do not think we have time to listen to this man's business seminar. No, we don't. There are things that only exist in the mouse territories that other spots of civilization on this great globe on which we live do not have. Whoa. The, the things that seem mundane here that, that are wild and unthinkable out, out there. And vice versa. This is the life of Tito Taylor. I'm not even from here. Uh, I mean, that seems obvious. Tito, but... Tito Taylor, do you have any reason why you would uh, not want us to report to Lockhaven of your presence here? How many other merchants and traders uh, rely on the guard for their business? Yeah, practically all of us, right? And I did explain that my business relies on on secrecy and exclusivity. So I think my reasons uh, are are already out in the open. Very well. Uh... If anybody gets hurt by turquoise jewelry, I invite you to come take it up with me. Very well then, as a guard's mouse, I must ask if you require any assistance or shelter for the night. <laughs> uh, he, he, he turns around he, and, and does some sort of, of motion with uh, some, some squeak noises. No, no, uh, we're good. All right, I'm leaving. <laughs> Zeke starts walking away. Yeah, I, we have important business, and frankly, I don't, I don't know what to make you, Tito, I gotta say. <laughs> Just watch out for the weasels, I guess. I love that uh, Zeke is so good at keeping the secret of the secret uh, bat treaty that even Tander doesn't know <laughs> that uh, the, the bats aren't necessarily working for, for Dark Heather. Oh, yeah. That's good. I'll tell him that's on good the way intel. back. Zeke's not going to say shit in front of Tito Taylor, that's for sure. <laughs> He's not giving no. one ounce of information. Uh, but yeah, I, that's right. I should. Uh, if Tanner doesn't know that, uh, should have you should have should have told him by now. But yeah, about the the bat treaty. Bat treaty. Yeah, uh, that was our that was our mission before the fire started. Uh, Gwendolyn negotiated uh, some sort of ceasefire, at least with with the bats there. The bat king, the king bat, of the bats. The bat king. That's right. We made a pie. Uh, it was the whole thing. It was it was gross if I'm being completely honest, but um, you know, it was it was honestly a fun time. I kind of you know I would have I would have talked about it more enjoyably if we didn't immediately have to go fight that fire afterwards. But um, you know we had, we had a good time. 
it was it was extremely high stakes, but you know we did get to make a giant pie for bats, and uh, that was fun. Diplomacy is weird. But yes, Gwendolyn speaks bat. Gwendolyn speaks a lot of things we've learned. Yeah, there's a lot going on. You know, Hazelda's with us back then. Uh, anyway, let's uh, let's get back thing. to let's get back to to uh, Captain Waxworth. Yeah, let's get to Granny. Yeah, I th- I think uh, the, the camera returns to. Uh, Granny and and Velvet before uh, the other guards might do. Where where do we what do we find you two up to? What's the conversation? Is there any? I think the conversation is Velvet quietly reading a book as Granny dozed off. <laughs> yeah, I mean she's very good at uh, uh, you know keeping to herself, passing time solo ever since she moved back home, so to speak. Uh, so yeah, she's she's been carving some new crossbow bolts and uh, uh, catching up on on the secret library uh, as as the door creaks open and ta-da, we're all reunited. Hooray! Velvet, have you ever met a, a gentle mouse named Tito Taylor? I cannot say I've had the pleasure. I, I hold the business card up as I as I'm speaking. <laughs> I don't have business cards. <laughs> I love that he what just gave me. Of? Like, if he was doing anything illegal, he just we just have like really strong evidence that he was here. So it must not be. He must not be doing anything like really shifty, even though he seems very shifty. I mean, I think the illegal thing is just that he has contracts outside the territories, and I don't know if that's illegal so much as everyone assumes it's impossible. You know who you could ask, Rosard. Yeah, yeah, he knows laws. He's the big buff lawyer of the mouse guard. Wow. I'm glad I'm glad we didn't totally lose all of our all of our cool lawyer characters this campaign. We'll always have Lily. <laughs> the coolest little lawyer of them all. Anyway, we got the Oh, you found it fantastic. Yes. Yes. There's there's a mouse out in the the village square doing some sort of business with the bats. While not illegal. It- that is, it is very strange. <laughs> I, I suppose I have to agree about that. Uh, but anyhow, I need from Granny uh, a check. I need um, an obstacle for Will to, to is healing yourself, but you're going to get uh, plus two from, from me, the GM, one from Velvet, and one from this medicine. And we're helping too. And I am going to apply poison wise because I know how to apply the antidote for the poison uh, yes. that I poisoned myself nice. with. One thing that isn't on this label is dosing instructions, and that is where Granny's particular uh, uh, skill set comes in. So that is a will check, minus one for being sick, plus one from poison wise, plus four from health? The minus uh, one doesn't count to clearing your Correct, condition. correct. Oh, alright, then I'm up to 11 dice already. Okay. Four successes on this obstacle four test. Congratulations. Phew. You know, I mean, part part of the reason you have such a, a high will score is because, you know, you've been around every block. You know yourself. You know your body. You know that you, you are over the worst of it. You're only going to get better. But even that is going to take some time, right? Like, it, you, you aren't popping up like uh, Popeye eating a can of spinach, you are instead like, okay, give this a few hours, I will feel better tomorrow. Whereas without it, you would probably be feeling worse tomorrow. Yes, that's reasonable. So, 
Excellent. Then I guess tomorrow we continue our search for Lazard and hopefully we either find him or find a trail because I don't know where to go if he's not here. His next destination would probably have been Ferndale, so I guess we continue the trek. And once more, Velvet, you are welcome to come with us. She is considering it. Every time you, you bring it up, uh, you don't get a clear answer. Well, you have until we leave tomorrow evening or the morning after that, whichever one we do. I'm just... <sighs> I do know there's a militia gathering in Ferndale from Flint Rust and whatnot. I don't know if I'd be any good in that sort of situation. You just did a crack shot to show off. Of course you would. <laughs> you have two crossbows. I'm not worried about the fight, and I'm worried about the, the crowds. That's fair. I came here because I figured there wouldn't be anybody around, and now I'm starting to wonder uh, how many neighbors I had all along. Four mice coming out one day, one of them some sort of uh, antiques dealer with a... <laughs> With a flying friend. I had these dreams of, you know, my... Wait, you met him? No, no, no. I mean, I, I had no dreams of Tito Taylor, I tell you. <laughs> I had a, no one has dreams of Tito Taylor. Oof, ow. My heart of vengeance has gone cold, but, uh... I don't have a drive of much anything else. I figure, for a while, I haven't been able to admit it till having an offer. I've just been waiting for things to come to me, and now that they have, I don't know which way to go from here. It's hard these days to f- figure out what to do. Uh, a very, a very wise person told me that uh, you can't run away from what's coming. You can keep, you can try to keep running, but it'll always catch, it'll catch up to us. And so we have no choice but to turn around and face it. There was one good thing about being in those tunnels, though. I got to, I got to hear what really happened in my my son's last days, and it wasn't good news. But it's it's more than anybody on uh, on this side of the ground knew. Wait, was your son Marks? Did you know him? I mean, I figure you probably wait knew everybody. Like, wait, you mean THE Marks? I've only talked to the mouse once or twice, but I was there for his funeral, yes. Hold on. This is a big revelation for Tander. <laughs> you... It seemed... I, I, I'd be happy to hear all about that dream, ma'am, but if you'll excuse me, you... How did you know my son? He was in the guard with us. I am aware of that. We were on patrol together for three seasons. Yeah. Now, Zeke here had some words to say about his time, but didn't know him personally. But, but Tander, if you have anything to share, I, I'd be glad to hear it. I'll, I'll trade you from when he was living here. I mean, I only knew him for a few seasons, but he always put the well-being of others before himself. From what I hear, that's uh, how he met his end. Saving other people. For the observant among you, this is the first time you've seen a genuine-looking smile on Velvet's face. Compared to all the other ones, you can see just how much of the act of, you know, this independent, like, 
wilderness warrior ha- has been put up to, to uh, protect herself from, you know, the, the, the memories of seeing cloaked mice back around here. I, I think we're going to end with uh, she and Tander trading stories back and forth. You know, Tander telling her about that, that time they met a, um, a cartographer who was clearly crushing on uh, Marx, and he had no idea. Uh, wow. I, I might leave out the story about the time Marx passed out from digging toilets all night. I don't believe that because it's Tander's favorite story. <laughs> it just true. takes him a long time to warm up to it. He's like, I don't know if I should tell this. Well, I do. Before we fade out all fancy nice, all fancy like to a nice ending, I do have one very important question for Velvet about Marks. Yeah. Because the thing is, from Lockhaven's point of view, his death was extremely mysterious. That is true. So if you know more about the story, I need to hear it. Because last we saw, he was in a Tunnel Lord's garb in the middle of a winter forest, cut open from toe to tip. And we have no idea who or how or why. What a fun detail to share with his mom. Uh, Randy, that's a bit, um... Well, I did leave out the other part. (laughs) Like, G- Granny eventually uh, jumps into the conversation with this uh, uh, question, interrupting the, the story of when they knew Marx was not fit to follow in the family business. He, he had a bad experience with a spider uh, in, in the uh, silk factory one day. Uh, um, it, seems, it seems really bad now because we're like, oh yeah, that time he done the toilets, the time with the spider, and Granny's like, that time he got cut open. Like, <laughs> But yeah, this Oof. this this brings her back to uh, a moment of solemnity. And, well, of course, I wasn't there, and uh, I heard it secondhand, but secondhand a few times. So I figure what uh, what they had in common is probably what was. You see, I imagine the story from people who saw it would be more accurate than whatever info we have. Uh, he was cast out uh, after a sounded like a shameful a banquet of mockery as uh, how uh, one of my, my buyers uh, called it uh, he was then sent out all trussed up the, the weasels all figured that he either died of exposure or he made it back to your doorstep and was coming to free everybody again uh, of course there weren't many mice left to free by a by the time things went south. Yes. Oh, then unfortunately, I don't think he knew our end of the story. He didn't die of exposure or reach us. Something killed him. Well, that buyer I mentioned happened to be a tunnel lord himself, and uh, I got a bit of a confession from his sister. Cultural thing, apparently. I'll never understand it, but as a matter of honor, uh, some sort of death to spies situation uh it was the right thing to do allegedly of course uh if that's the way it works then uh then uh old fulbert won't mention uh won't mind too much when one of the when one of these goes right through his good eye uh see see how he likes a match pair well i wish you all the best with that do you know if he killed monks himself or if he sent someone else to do it 
According to his sister, he did it. He uh, has never uh, said yay or nay in public, you know, politics and all. But Well, now we know who to blame. And I think that's the end of our session. We should go to end of session business. Yeah. So I don't have to do any awkward sorries about that. <laughs> Gnome is like so casually like, remember how Mark's died? Because this is his character. <laughs> Like, remember how my character died? It was really cool. It was so great. I had such a good time. Uh, so yes, let's talk about uh, goals first. Granny, ensure Rose Art is okay. You've certainly been working toward that, so that is a fake point. <laughs> Tander, contribute to Rizard's mission. I, I would say you accomplished this. You, mm-hmm. yeah. You, yeah. you have collected more actionable intelligence the, to send back than Rosard has yet been able to send back. Uh, you may well keep this goal throughout the rest of the series of uh, sessions here. You might change it, but you, you've definitely uh, followed the letter of, of that goal today. Oh yeah, I should have also included the thing about the weasel ships in my first letter. We can assume I'm I sure did you that. did. Yeah. yeah. I know I didn't say it at the time. I'm positive I didn't say it at the time, but that would have been in there. Uh, Zeke, let's ask Gnome whether you've succeeded. <laughs> yeah. I don't think so, but did, what kind of impression did, did Zeke make on Granny? I don't have much of an impression on you at all or so far, honestly. Which, is, which feels weird to say. What Zeke has managed to do is... Uh, he got us ducks. Successfully ducks got ducks. Uh, successfully found uh, Woodstuff's Grove, but in a manner that did leave Granny uh, wounded and poisoned. Yes. Um, freeing you from accidentally wandering into a trap. And then... You did successfully get me an antidote, and also apparently meet a bat merchant. So if all's well that ends well in Granny's eyes, maybe? But again, we're we're asking no. I mean, my opinion of you is that you're a perfectly competent guards mouse and nothing more. (laughs) So I don't know if that counts as approval to you. I don't. I mean, I don't think so. I didn't. I didn't really pick the skull with the intent that it was going to happen. To be honest, because I <laughs> know right. how Zeke is, and he's just going to be like super by the book, rigid the whole time he's in front of Granny for sure. Like Zeke will not accept that B minus. So uh, yeah. that is not an accomplished goal. You can take a fate point for working towards it. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> okay. Speaking of fate points, uh, if you acted on your belief or pl- and or played your instinct, uh, take a fate point for each of those you did. One question I want to say, uh, over the season break, has anybody taken a, a moment to look at their belief or instinct and see if they want to change it? Not, not yet for me, honestly. Okay. Yeah, now that you bring it up, I should probably consider changing Zeke's instinct, but I don't know what it is yet. We'll, we'll work on that off mic before uh, the next session. I think I do want to change my belief, but I'll do that for next session. All right, so it's time for the fun stuff. The MVP and the Workhorse Award. The MVP is the player who made the crucial contribution to uh, complete the mission, uh, while the Workhorse is the player that carries us all through a lot of stuff. I vote for Tander's MVP because of the duck. Because of the duck, yes. <laughs> I was you know what, I agree with that. Tander, take a persona point. I think it's not for, you know, getting us through the bat situation. It's just for the duck. Yeah. But ma- but deciding to make the duck fly saved us so much time. 
More of the good points, please. <laughs> good boy points for me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, talking about Zeke's goal did make me think that Zeke might have gotten the, the workhorse award this session. What do we think? I did make I a lot of I was rolls. going to propose that. I believe Zeke should have the workhorse award because he did the most things. Except our duck palm, which is incredibly important. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is very important to keep a duck palm. ducksmanship. And in, and in a row. I didn't do a lot today, partially because I got sick, but also because my belief was um, the children the children are alright, so I was going to rely on the kids today. My belief is in Mark Ruffalo and... Uh... <laughs> Which brings me to, I did decide on what Granny's new belief should be, and I'll be playing it for next session. Oh, do you want to drop that as a, as a teaser now? or? or... I do. My new belief is that the end is coming. <laughs> That's a good belief. I like that belief. Oh, man. Wow. Granny's gonna feel a bit nihilistic about all this and the way it's turning. <laughs> Granny's got nothing to live for, I guess. Nothing to lose. I haven't had anything to live for for a while. <laughs> what a fun oh bunch gosh. we are. I would love to see Granny lean really hard into that belief for a while, and I'd love to engineer a, a situation where she has to work against it as well. Oh, I love that, that belief. Too, yes. yes. Uh, I mean, because we know, like, canonically, she's wrong. Yeah. Times are about to get really bad, but, like, then get much keep going. Better. The territories yeah, do survive, yeah. the Mouse Guard lives on. We do know from the history of the comics that don't start until two years from now that uh, things turn out okay. Uh, now it's time to talk about the Embodiment Award. This is not mutually exclusive with anything. These are for the this is for the player or players who best embody their characters, you know, conditions and traits and and well, character. Do we have any nominations for that sort of thing today? Now, on one hand, I think Granny's general belief that uh, let the kids take charge. Uh, she did that pretty consistently throughout the session. Mm-hmm. Uh, and while also stepping in to help when, when she could. Uh, but I also think Zeke also uh, did pretty well, like taking uh, taking the reins of leadership. I feel like I didn't do a very good job at playing six, so I'm not nominating myself. This <laughs> <laughs> is the acting award. Tanner did do a very Tanner thing with the duck, which is this the sort of essence of Tander, you know, it just like... The general existence of Tito Taylor is a, a Tander meme. Yeah, you also just defied your own call to adventure there. That was yeah. good. That I did like that moment. Well, that's more my instinct, because my instinct is to do it with style, which is walking away from the weird alien artifact man is against everything Tanner's instincts tell me. That's pretty dramatic. I, I like that we have these character arts where it's like some people are like, oh, I've betrayed every, everything <laughs> and everyone I've ever loved, getting over like grief and loss, and Tanner's big character arc is, I'm not gonna be too goofy today. <laughs> he's growing up. You gotta do the right thing as a good guards mouse, and he's doing a great job, and I'm proud of him. Yes, we're all very proud of you, Tander. You're growing into Take a fine young Take your persona mouse. point for doing a good job. I've got seven persona points. Good, you need them. I'm going to get through this war just on persona points. <laughs> That's how Mark's got through, uh, well, dying. 
Um, but have <laughs> be scarring the weasel overlord the, while you do The that. only creature to ever get through dying. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I succeeded immensely with dying. I did a great <laughs> job at dying good. You died so hard. Uh- <laughs> I got, like, super secret intel, and I injured the overlord, and I had a party on my way out. It was great. Some would say that Mars lived free and died hard. <laughs> wow, he sure did. And with that, uh, I'm going to thank everybody for, for following us into a brand new season of uh, uh, our, our Mouse Guard campaign. Welcome to Famine. Uh, it's going to be hot. Oh, it's that, only going to go up from here, as the name implies. It definitely <laughs> won't get significantly <laughs> worse forever. Our, that's a very uplifting start to the season. Welcome to our new season. We call it Famine. Yeah, great, good. <laughs> uh, but in any case, th- thanks for hanging out. Thanks for uh, uh, enjoying, and uh, thanks for listening. Good night, folks. Good night, good night folks. Good night, folks.